What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another podcast by No Regrets Ministries. I'm Johnny Morton, your host. And I'm Carla. And uh, again, we just say thank you for taking time out of your day, out of your week to spend some time with us. All right. This week, we're talking about men's desires. Some would say needs. We're calling them desires, but... Uh, I guess because we say needs are things you have to have, food, water, those basics. Last week, uh, we talked about women's. Do you remember what those were, Carla? Yes, but if you didn't hear it, go back and listen. But the word is chase. All right. And so our word that we're using for women's needs, chase, and like Carla said, go back and listen to the previous podcast, if you will. And this week, it's all about the guys. And our word for guys, and guys, I guess you can understand this, is cash. Now, really... Because that is one thing that men do like, is cash. Well, and we didn't really, when we did the words, it's like chase cash. So that's not really what we're after, but it might be a good way to remember it. But a good way to remember, hey, guys, if you'll chase her, you'll get the cash. Okay, there you go. Hopefully. All right, so let's talk about cash. Uh, Cash, C-A-S-H, is how we're spelling it, which I think is the normal way to spell it. And C is for companionship. Uh, To be honest, I guess it actually goes all the way back to Genesis, where God said after he made Adam, it's not good for man to be alone. Yeah. Um, You know, part of being created in God's image is we need relationship, and it's not good for men to be alone. Uh, If you've ever seen A Bachelor, maybe you've seen that and you understand. Uh, But what is it about men when we talk about companionship? I I think it's based on the idea that as guys, most of our relationships that we've built over the years, and primarily with guys and girls as well, but came through doing things together. It's, you know, you're fishing, you're hunting, you're playing golf. And in those moments, you're talking, you're chatting, and you're building relationship and intimacy. And where a woman, I think probably, and I guess you can speak more to this, Carla, I think most women, their way of building intimacy is through talking and sharing and talking and sharing and and more talking. (laughs) Yes. And I, I think for a lot of women, not all women, certainly, but for a lot of women, they don't have to have the activity to build the rapport relationship with a woman, another female. Now, I think sometimes you do have things you enjoy doing together, maybe like a man, you know, like ball games, you know, hunting, really, all that kind really of cool stuff. The really cool thing but, about that, those are great opportunities because I think guys, I think guys just gravitate towards that more. Gravitate toward what? The doing things together. That concept of, that's what we mean, companionship. Hey, they'll spend quality time with you, which I know a lot of women want. But the idea for most guys of quality time is not let's sit on the couch and just talk and talk and talk. No, it's such a shame. All right, well, let me ask you this. Okay, so when you say companionship, um, do you think there are ever any guys that are listening or hear this and they think, you know what? No, I like my hunting time alone. I like being on the golf course. I don't really want my wife to come play golf with me. Well, I think there may be some things, because for a lot of those, hunting, fishing, that's sort of like a guy's refuge. 
It's his, oftentimes that's his guy time. And I think we still need that. I think women need their time that they're spending with their friends and guys need time that they're spending with their friends, sort of the guy and girl time. Um, but I do think that as far as relationship building, for most guys, if you gave them the choice, let's sit and sit on the swing and talk for two hours, or let's go for a hike and talk, or let's go to the driving range and talk, or let's go do something, go to a ball game. Guys would much rather pick Probably that. do that. Okay. So it's that idea of companionship. Sometimes you've heard it called recreational companionship, which they want someone to play with, I guess you could say. But I think it's just naturally more comfortable for guys to talk and open up then. When you're doing something. Yeah, when you're doing something. And and part of it, too, is I think you build relationship and memory and intimacy through experiences together. Well, I was going to say, to me, when you're talking, and I don't know if there's any other woman listening, when I hear that kind of stuff, I'm like, oh, gosh. Okay, so we have to figure out an outing that you all enjoy so you will talk to us. But I think the reality is the words you just said, that that may resonate with a lot of women to think that when you have shared experiences, that's a bonding kind of thing. And that's the reason we encourage couples to do that thing like go on a retreat together, do a marriage thing together, do a ministry where you go and work together on something or you have a project, you, you have something that connects you in this experience that, you, that you're sharing. So I get that part. Maybe women may get that part more than sometime the other part. Okay. What's the other part? What do you well, mean Well, just by that? the idea that... that they want someone that to it, do something yeah, with Yeah, that it, you, we have to play with you all. Well, but so you would speak. think about it. For us, it is, I will sit and talk, but you'll, I like time limits. Give me 20 minutes, something like that. And I can gear myself to do that. But if I thought that we were just going to sit all day, I, I would probably go I'm sorry, but I would probably go crazy. And that is sad. I know. And that's probably bad women. I admit I'm, that's it. I very confess sad. It. But I mean, but well, we're, we're focusing on you all's desires. Yeah, so, and okay, I'm your sure desire. And maybe there is, maybe, lady, there's a man out there that that's all he wants to do is just sit and talk and drink coffee all day long. And, you know, great <laughs> if you find him. I need to know about him. But Somebody I'm not sure that's me. most men. No. Okay. All right. So companionship. That's for a lot of guys, that's going to be right number one. If not, as you said, it's well, probably in the it's top big. ten. And, and these aren't really in any order because I think you're going to find they change depending on time, season of life and everything. And almost like we said before, that with uh, even those things we said about women, mm-hmm. that I think more of these needs, you'd find probably all of them on the top ten. Of both of, of both, both people. people, but we're only looking at really maybe the top five or four in this case with guys, and I think they seem to be pretty consistent okay. with men versus women. Um, all right, number two, A, and just like we had use A two words with women, we're going to do that with men, and that is admiration and affirmation. Um, I think the admiration thing comes, I guess that's just the way God designed us. And sometimes you hear the word respect there. and But it's that idea that, hey, you appreciate the effort that that man is doing day in and day out. Uh, I also said to you that I think where affirmation goes hand in hand with that, I think it's not surprising that really when you talk to guys about their biggest fears, for a lot of guys, their fear is a fear of failure. Failure as a provider, 
failure as a husband, failure as a dad. It's a high standard that we hold ourselves to. I think a lot of us, and I'm not saying everybody, I'm sure there's guys who don't fit that mold, but I think that's a pretty common thing. And to know that your wife is your biggest cheerleader and appreciates the things that you do for her and for the family, the more you cheer him on in that, the more he's going to want to do that. Yeah. And I think, um, if I may, do I have a moment to say something You here? may. I know this is this your is, talk. This is a combined podcast. We both do it. So. I know. But what I was going to say is there may be a someone listening that is thinking, you know what, I'm having a hard time thinking about affirmation and affirming um, because I don't, I'm not respecting my man right now. I'm not respecting either the work he's doing or the way he's doing it or his behavior, his this or that. And I wish he did differently or I wish he made more or I wish he was dot, 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 fill in the blank. I think the challenge to all of us, and I certainly myself for a lot of years struggle with this, my focus was on what Johnny wasn't, not what he was. And what I did not realize was that I was literally sort of choking the life out of him by not affirming who he was and not giving him that admiration for what he did do. No, it wasn't always the way I wished it had been. But the problem is when you only focus on that, not only do you... Not only is that to your detriment and to your spouse's, but as you said, I think when we acknowledge, we can acknowledge, we find what we can affirm, what we can admire, and we say it and we mean it, I think there is this heart change sometime in the other spouse that all of a sudden they want to. And and we really may see a way that sometimes God moves in that when the wife is willing to do what is one of her husband's deepest desires? Well, and I guess, you know, it's no surprise that in Ephesians, when Paul's talking to men and women and dealing with this idea of the mystery of marriage, that I think the two directives, one for men, one for women, that both of them seem to go towards what are some of the biggest desires and needs of that gender. For women, it's that out of being loved and cherished. Yep. And he says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church with this servant, self-sacrificing love that Jesus demonstrated. And for women, you know, he doesn't say in there, women love your husbands. It says women respect your husbands. And, and so, you know, goodness knows we know there's unfortunately, there's a lot of Man, people in general that live a life that may not be real, we feel worthy of respect. But there's a reason that God said that in his word. I think the other interesting thing is maybe God pointing that out or giving us that directive in his word is what would be the thing we wouldn't normally naturally do. I think God wired a lot of women in a loving nurturing way and so to tell us to love our spouse may not be the hard thing but to show admiration respect affirming them may be and the other thing for you all yeah with men you think so much because of the work world and the athletic world and so much and 
or you know if it's more in the musician fine arts we show respect to people you know that's what guys give to each other they give that respect this idea of loving them and quote cherishing that's probably doesn't come real natural to guys right we and gotta so learn I, to do that yeah so i think that's part of why god's called us to do that but anyway okay that's all right so those are the first two we got companionship admiration affirmation and that comes the one that I think probably everyone thought would be number one. And let's be honest, on most guys, when they rank them, this comes number one, and that's sexual fulfillment. You just didn't is have that a, a word. No, you just didn't, no, have, didn't a have a word, word that, to start with that you like that as well. Okay, gotcha. Well, yeah, because we think, like cash. Yeah, okay. I think also it's because we have this idea that, and you hear all these crazy things, guys think about sex every 30 seconds. Wrong. Um. You know, guys have to have sex every day. Wrong. Uh, I think even the myth that guys, a man always has the highest sex drive in a marriage. We know that's not true from a lot of the research that's been done. And I think by not putting it first, and I made this up as I was thinking about it before, really, but it makes sense, is it calls attention where guys, almost every guy I know, that's a big need for theirs, but it doesn't always run the same. Even their sexual desires are going to come and go, ebb and flow as life goes on. Yeah. Um, Am I supposed to make any comments to this? No, I guess if you want to. No, we just let it stand. (laughs) We'll just let it stay there. On its own little merit. Well, let me just, and I will say this about the whole sexual fulfillment thing. It's not just about the sex. A lot of it is knowing that their wife desires them. Yeah. Well, and actually, when we do talk about cherishing and one of the things that, a little tidbit to what we talked about last time for women, but what, sometimes when you ask a man, if you were to ask a man, how would you feel cherished, sometimes there's be sort of a blank look. But if you said, how do you feel important? What does your wife do to make you feel important? Yeah. And, and sometimes... Sex, sex goes there for a lot of yeah, guys. Sometimes that is a way that we say you are important. Yeah, that we feel cherished. I I agree. And and, and let me say this, though. Because we know that in most husbands, this is a really strong desire. The sex desire? The sex desire. That that's a real strong need and desire they have. I think it can also be a real warning sign. And, you know, we've sort of referenced this in other things. If you see a guy's sexual desire that changes... Because guys are pretty consistent. You know, there you are just things, said they're going to ebb and flow. Yeah, well, that, here's what I'm going to say. Here's what I'm saying is saying ebb and flow. Guys, where they may not seem like it, they're impacted by stress. Okay. And there may be a time where they think, you think, what's wrong with them? They're not interested in this. And there's a good chance there's something going on that he's gotten going in inside that he hadn't really shared with you yet that he's pretty stressed over. Gotcha. That could be one thing. Another thing we know, there's physical things. And we've talked about it before and when on the retreat we do that, you know, when things change, hey, talk about it. Ask about it. Don't yeah. be afraid to. But then on the other warning sign, there's also some real negative things. And there's no doubt that if you see that change, that it might be that he's he's getting it somewhere else. That's or, a, yeah. and I know you hate to think about that. What I'm saying is don't jump to that assumption first, oh, I see which I think saying. a lot of okay. women do. Yeah. And, and the oh, other yeah, thing yeah, is sort of on the bad there. thing. We know, and it's sort of the elephant in the room that people aren't talking tons about, is there's a huge issue with pornography in our country. And it has a major impact on marriage and especially in the area of the sex life and married couples. And that's probably, to be honest, that's probably worthy of another podcast sometime. 
You might be doing that one alone. Yeah, I may be doing that by myself. <laughs> but uh, there, there's no doubt that with guys, top one or two is going to be a sexual fulfillment. Gotcha. Does that mean women don't want sex as much as guys, Carla? No. And one of the things that could be another talk is the fact that really most of the research tells us that Yes, statistically, you may have some men in in a relationship that the man is the higher desired, has a higher drive versus the wife. But then in some relationships, there are a percentage that it's the woman that does. And then there's another percentage where it's about equal. Yeah, there's a pretty big percentage that it's about equal. About equal. Yeah, and that's or even. one of those myths. And so it is probably one of the myths that says, well, they always want it more and the other one always wants it less. I think another interesting thing we learned not too, too long ago is that when they've done a pretty good amount of research, what they find is, is many times both spouses report that they're not having as much sex as they want to. Yeah, that even if even if one spouse has a higher sex desire let's say the one says i really want sex three times a week and the other one says well i'd be happy with twice maybe neither one of them say they're getting enough yeah which is kind of which is kind of interesting because i think that was interesting findings in some of that research i think that would surprise a lot of people all right that brings us to his last thing c-a-s-h and h has to do really home and that's the idea that i think men want home to be a refuge to them it is their safe haven from all that goes on out in the world. Um, you know, there used to, there's an old expression, it really comes from medieval times, a man's home is his castle. And sometimes that gets misinterpreted to be, well, a man is the king, he can do whatever he wants to, he can be that dictator home, it's his way, the highway. That's not really the origin of the message. The message was they lived under a king who could pretty much do what he wants to, but in his home... That was that man's castle. That was his place. That was his refuge, really, from all the garbage that he was having to deal with in the everyday world. And I think even still, for a lot of men, home is that safe place for them. It's that place where they can let down. They don't have to compete with everybody out in the work world. Guys have this tremendous ability to leave work at work. For a lot of them, it's an easier thing to do, the way our brains are wired. And he would, I think most men just desire to come home and just go, I'm home. Well, and the thing that I think we want to think to me, that piece is the idea also that your marriage, spoiler alert, I think Gary Thomas is fixing to come out with a new book on this, but basically the idea that our your home, your relationship, your marriage, if you would, is a refuge. And you want it to be a safe wonderful refuge from the rest of the trying hard places in life. And the problem is, if we don't create that, then that's really like, you know, where do you go then? And and who wants to come home, so to speak, if it's not When that? it's just total chaos. And, yeah. 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 It's almost like, you know, you want your home, you want to build up your walls, you want it to be this safe haven that's just really grounded in in love and respect for each other, that's really grounded in a, a deep spiritual intimacy, that's your foundation with God, sort of that Jesus talking about building your house on the rock, not on sand. 
So when the storms of life come, and they will come, yeah. when those things happen, man, that safe place that you can go to get away from it and get support and sort of just to recharge yourself and make the plans and know what are we going to do here, man, that's that home and that safe place. Well, and again, that's part of the whole idea of the intentionality of building your strong marriage, pouring in to one another, meeting each other's desires on the in the way that they need to be, because then when life does come at us, you want it, like you said, you want it to be that safe place. You don't want your marriage then to be the next big problem you have because it isn't a refuge. It isn't a good place. And so I think that's, I like your word. Yeah, and one last thing I would say, just because I do think there's sort of this old-fashioned image when you talk about that, about, you know, the man coming home and his pipe and slippers at the door and his wife has got supper ready on the table, all that kind of thing. Yeah, that may have been back in the 50s and previous to that when I think you go back to the 1960s and somewhere only around 20% of women worked outside the home. 80% were homemakers. Now that's totally flipped. flipped. And with two incomes, it becomes much more of a shared experience as far as taking care of the home and doing things around the home. And I think most guys are will do that now. I think most guys are willing, you know, whether, you know, like I do the ironing and I do a lot of the cooking and do laundry. We both just share that. You just that. want to keep on about you know, this, don't I, you? I mow the grass. You want to throw a few more things in there? You mow it because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mow it because yeah, eventually yeah. it has to be. Yeah. Um, but I think there is much more in sense of shared things as both men and women work outside the home. Well, and again, and I, I, and I think really it's probably like I said before. I think that's probably a need for women too. That home is. Yeah, that I was going to say refuge. this is this may be one of those even though it did not show up in the woman's top desires. Re, the home needs to be a place of refuge too, because a yeah, lot of women. You, yeah, and you can probably throw that in under the security aspect right. for women. I mean, they're getting beaten up too in a lot of ways because they're competing, unfortunately, or fortunately, in the same arenas that men are. Yeah, I would say that's fortunate. That's just the reality. It's just yeah. really a cultural change that we have today. Um, so there you got it. Cash. Cash. And guys, I really would say this to you and going back to a little bit about what we said about what Paul says about husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. I think in that role of imaging Christ, we think back to scripture says, hey, we love God because he first loved us. God was the initiator in this love relationship. And I think that's a role that God's given men is to be the initiator, to be the pursuer in love. And so, guys, you go back and listen to the other podcast on those top desires of a woman, Chase. Man, if you really focus on that and pursue that and are consistent with that, I think you'll find a woman who meets that need for cash that you have. <laughs> so, guys, if you chase her, you can get I the think cash. in the end, you can get the cash. That's pretty good. And I have no idea if that'll catch on. We'll see. Yeah. But I do like it. Yeah, I do too. I like our record. Well, if we're the only two better. people who like it, it's okay. I know. That's there good. we go. That's right. We'll talk about it with us. Uh, hey, thanks again for spending some time with us. Uh, if you haven't had a chance yet, check out our website, www.noregrets, regrets spelled with a Z, dot com. 
Uh, and there you can find links to all our podcasts, information about marriage coaching, retreats, conferences, uh, premarital counseling that we do. So uh, I hope you'll reach out to us, send us an email, all those information's on there. And uh, we will say goodbye for now. Thank you. All right. Keep on forging.